I think it's so neat that you and Warren have hooked up like this. And uh, it's, that's, it's another, that's another one of the rewards people ask you uh, or ask me, why do you do it? What do you get out of this? Well, I get uh, uh, this is a, a great, just, uh, you and Walden take a picture together and we'll hold it up and people can see then what I get out of this. That's fun. Bill, did you know that Walden and Ron and some of the other guys have nominated me as a pinup girl for the blind community? Hey, right. work for me. <laughs> isn't, isn't that a hoot? I just lost it. I, Walden, was that your idea? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you know, because people have been asking, oh, I want to know what Patricia looks like, because, you know, uh, she, I even got called tonight off here. How old is Patricia? <laughs> what does she look like? And I said, she doesn't even have a picture around her apartment with herself. This is true. And she's, she's an enigma. And so when somebody wants, when somebody called in one night asking me, I said, Patricia is the pinup girl for the blind community. So she just lost it then, and that's sure been a running gag. Because that way she could send a picture to the blind community, and she would still be in disguise. So I could, I could send a piece of paper, and you guys would be thrilled. <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, Walden. Yeah. You, are you going to do the, uh, the uh, pinup calendar in Braille? Oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That would be perfect. Oh. I mean, next year, <clears throat> I've already got discussion. You know, you guys should send out Christmas cards, digital Christmas cards with Patricia and I. And I said, if we do that, I think what we're going to do is find two stuffed animals and send them out. Walden and Patricia wish everybody a Merry Christmas. That way she's still under the skies, you know. Yeah, so I have the mice back on the webpage for you guys for your weekend, for your mm-hmm. holiday weekend. I have two mice up there again. Perfect. Christmas mice. Perfect. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but, yeah, I just wanted to get that calendar with the Braille. There you go. Braille well, captions. <laughs> That's a well, good one, Kim. You get two points for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you, Mr. Walden and Patricia. Thank uh, you, Bill. And uh, all I ask is that you just, and the listeners, of course, uh, and all I ask is uh, just keep on keeping on. Just keep on having fun. Well, that's an easy assignment. Walden is a lot of fun to be with, and our family is, too. Wow. We wish both you guys a Merry Christmas and staying up late with us, and you guys have a big day tomorrow, and we we might have to call Kim next next week or so and find out what happened to her. Or maybe we could just call Bill back and he could whisper it to us. Yeah, you know, but you know, now they're upstairs and, you know, big right, text, well. big text whisper. I bet, you know, Kimmy will get really good ears. I don't yeah. know if he'll, I don't know if she yeah. would. Whisper. I don't know if big text can whisper. Well, he can't. He whispers and it's still real loud. It just echoes, you know. <laughs> so, uh, wait till you hear what uh, uh, what's going to happen tomorrow. Oh, I can't, I can't wait. We're going to have to wait for a couple of days, I guess, to find out. But I'm excited about that. That's great. I can't figure it. Out. I, I have no idea. I can't figure it out. You tell me you better rest up today, but I had stuff to do, so I have I can't even figure. So we are leaving the house, so that's all I got out of me. We're leaving the house. Ah, whoa. Yeah. Okay, Okay, well, we'll expect a phone call, and if we don't hear from you, you will hear from us. All right. Okay. Merry Christmas to both of you. Be safe and have a wonderful weekend.
Will do. Merry Christmas, Merry everybody. Christ Merry Christmas, everybody. We love you. Thank you for all you do for the station. And here's a little bit of Fibber McGee and Molly. The Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> Makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's new water-repellent glow coat present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Dick Legrand, Cliff Arquette, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra, including Ken Darby's own musical setting for The Night Before Christmas. Johnson's new glow coat is now water-repellent. That's the biggest development in floor care in the past 15 years. At last, there's a self-polishing floor wax that does not show ugly streaks or dull drab spots when you wipe up spilled things. Water, spilled ice cubes or drinks, tracked in mud or snow, wipe right off that hard glow coat surface. And you don't wipe off the wax when you wipe up the water. Johnson's glow coat stays on, stays bright, even after repeated damp moppings. In fact, water-repellent glow coat now lasts up to four times longer. No need for frequent repolishing. More long-lasting floor protection for your money. It's the most economical self-polishing floor wax you can buy. Tomorrow, shine up your floors for the holidays. Protect them from the wear and tear they're bound to get. Save yourself work. Save yourself money. Get Johnson's new water-repellent glow coat in the regular glow coat package. No change at all in the container. Ah, but what a wonderful difference inside. There has always been a lot of rivalry in Westville Vista over whose house is the most beautifully decorated for Christmas. Mr. McGee of number 79 has never placed in the first 25. Until maybe this year. Because here in the hardware store, laying in a supply of outdoor lighting equipment, we find that once-a-year exterior decorator and his wife, Fibber McGee and Molly. That'd be all, Mr. McGee. reason I ask is, on account I think you've got everything we had in the store. Oh, <laughs> well, let me see. Check the list over with me, bud. Now, let me see. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the day. Oh, dead rabbit. There's something wrong with this old string, Molly. There isn't any old string, McGee. Why, sure there is. Listen. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, you see, it always goes wrong on the old. I think it's your conscience, dear. What do you mean, my conscience? Well, instead of lying there on your back playing that mail-order mandolin, you should be helping me trim this Christmas tree. Where do you think this little bell ought to go? Right up on top. Jingle bells, jingle bells. But it doesn't belong on top, McGee. That's where the big star always goes. We always put the star up on top. Well, why don't we do something different for once? We're getting in a rut. Christmas is a day when you don't want to do anything different. Christmas isn't Christmas unless you follow the good old rules and customs. Oh, you're just sentimental. Oh, and you're not, I suppose. Nope. Cold-blooded as a frozen frog. Christmas is just another day to me. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Whoop, 
selections for you on my old mandolin. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, listen, I'd rather you tell me a story, mister, about Christmas. I love Christmas stories. You do, eh? Hmm? I says you do, eh? Uh-huh. You love Christmas stories. I know it. Okay, get a good grip on yourself, sis. This is a thriller. Once upon a time... Gee, that's not very original, mister. What do you mean it's not very original? Well, I got a lot of books at home, and that's the way they all start. Once upon a time. Why don't you do something different? Look, sis. A very wise woman told me once that Christmas was a day when you don't want to do anything different. Christmas is a day when you want to follow the old rules and customs. Who was the wise woman? My wife. And the reason I remembered is because she just told me not more than five minutes ago. Another ten minutes and I'll never remember it. Now, quit interrupting me, will you? Okay. Once upon a time... I Good. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, there lived a little old tailor in a little cabin in a great big forest. Oh, boy. Well, sir, one winter day, the tailor was out for a walk in the woods when he heard a funny little whimpering noise. Oh, was he scared? Nah, not a bit. He had his great big scissors right in his hand. He knew if a wildcat had attacked him, he could make a coat, vest, and two pairs of pants out of him before he could say, I'll pay you next week. Oh. What was the noise, mister? What was it? That's what the little tailor wanted to know, sis. So he peers all around. He was very nearsighted, see. But he didn't care. Because when you've fitted clothes on funny-shaped people for 40 years, you've seen everything anyway. Oh. (laughs) Well, sir, all of a sudden, he peeks into a hollow stump of a tree. And there was a little bear cub crying his little eyes out because it was so cold and he was hungry and his mama wasn't there to keep him warm. Didn't he have any fur on him? No, this was a bear bear cub, sis. He'd rubbed his fur all off trying to burrow a hole in the frozen ground that he could crawl into. Oh. So the little old tailor picks him up in his arms and tried to get him warm. But the wind was blowing too hard and it was getting darker and colder every minute. And the little cub was too heavy to carry all the way back to his cabin. Hey, what'd he do, mister? What'd he do? What did he? Well, sir, he knew that little bear cub had to have some clothes. So he whips out his sewing kit, gathers up a lot of leaves, and was going to sew them together to make an overcoat for the little cub. Oh. But just then, a terrible thing happened. I know, I bet you. The leaves were points and ivory, hmm. No, worse than that. The tailor dropped all his needles in the snow. Bad enough to lose a needle in a haystack, sis. But in a thousand acres of snowdrifts, that's trouble. <laughs> that poor little bear cub. Now, 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 now. Now, take it easy, sis. Take it easy. I got him into this, and I can get him out. Well, sir, that little old tailor had lived in the woods so long that he and Mother Nature were great friends, and he knew she'd help him. But, gee, where could he find her in that great big forest? Why, that was easy. 
The bigger the forest, the closer you are to Mother Nature. So he just looked around, and there she was. Hi, Mother, he says. Hello, Taylor, she murmured. Can Mother Nature talk? She can to people who understand her, like this little old Taylor. Listen, Mother, he says. I've got to make some clothes for this little cub here, and I've lost all my needles in the snow. How about a fast crawl so I can find him? Oh, boy, did she do it, huh? Did she, huh? Nope. Too many little wild creatures are sleeping under the snow, and she didn't want to disturb them till spring. Uh... So she waves her magic wand, and Zippo, all those trees around them sprouted needles. The tailor grabs a handful of needles, tailors a beautiful warm overcoat for the little cub, and tucks him back into the hollow stump to wait for his mother. And that's why Christmas trees are covered with needles, sis, all year round. To remind people that there might be other creatures that are cold and hungry. And why not spread the good things around? Oh, McGee, I heard that story and I loved every word of it. Oh, hi, Miss McGee. I like the story, too, I betcha. Good. Now, why don't you take your little sled and go out on the pond in the park? Mister? Yes, I know. <laughs> McGee, don't be like that. Well, gee whiz. Look, mister, I got business to see you about. Do you like to hear children sing Christmas carols? Sis, there's nothing I love more than to have a little group of childish voices stand outside my window, blatting their melodious little heads off. Particularly if I ain't home that night. Oh, maybe you're still mad on account of last year, hmm? No, I'm not. That has nothing to do with it. What's this? What happened last year that I don't know about? Now, now, never mind, sis. That's ancient history. Well, us kids were going around singing Christmas carols, and Mr. McGee came Never out. mind, never mind, never mind. Give the kid a cookie, Molly. Gee, thanks, mister. Anyway, Mr. McGee came out while we were singing. Sis, and... I told you nobody was interested. Now, let's just drop the subject. What kind of a cookie do you want? Any kind, thanks. And a glass of milk. And Mr. McGee came running out of the house. Now, now, cut that and out, And he sis. wanted to sing with us, only when we heard him sing, we didn't want him to, and he followed us all over town, and, gee, we couldn't get rid of him, and he kept trying to sing, and, he, and people threw things at us out of the windows, and, gee... Oh, Dad, rat it, sis. Run along now, will you? And come back tomorrow. I'll have a surprise for you. I got a surprise for you, too, mister. I got some little friends outside who are waiting to sing you a Christmas carol. Doggone it, sis. How many times I got to tell you I don't like kids singing Christmas carols? I don't want to hear any. Frankly, dearie, he'd love it. But, you know, he knows himself too well. When he hears those Christmas songs, he goes all mushy inside. Now, look. You pretend he's hurt your feelings, make believe you're going on home. Hey, hey, what goes on here? What are you two whispering about? She says I better go home, mister. She says you're mad at me because I want to have the kids sing a Christmas carol well, for Well, I'm you. not exactly mad. Well, bitch, you are, I betcha. And, gee, the kids have been out there in the cold all this time when we kind of made pot. Now, 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 none of that, sis. Cut it out. The only reason I didn't want him to sing is, well, he'd be whiz. It's okay, mister. I know how you feel. Thanks for the cookies and thanks... Hey, don't rush away like this, sis. My gosh, I'll listen to your old Christmas carol if it means that much. I no, just, uh... no, you don't like them. I do, too, like them. I only You thought... don't either like them. I do, too. You don't? I do, so. No. Yes. No. Look, sis, please. Here, take my handkerchief and wipe your nose. Thank you. Now bring in your half-pint glee club and let them do their worst, which I imagine is pretty bad. They are not bad. They're wonderful. Okay, so they're terrific. Bring them in. Oh. Same to you, boys. Well, what handsome little fellas. What you gonna give us, kid? The night before Christmas. And gee, we rehearsed it like 60. Are you ready? Ready, sis. No, wait. Hey, Molly. What's the matter, dearie? Here. 
Take my money and my watch. You know me. Every time I hear these things, I want to give away everything I own. like Santa Claus got stuck in the groove, sis. Kind of a nick in the record, you might say. <laughs> we better turn it over. He 
Sing about the night after Christmas. Yes. You know, mister, I wish I could see Santa's reindeer sometime, I betcha. <laughs> I like to pet them and maybe feed them an apple or something. Do deers eat apples, miss? Oh, sure they do, sir. You're a dear little girl and you eat apples. I had a little girl deer once and it ate apples. Did, did you really miss them? Did you? Did you really? Did I what? Did you have a little girl deer? I sure did. Little spotted fawn she was. Name of Mildred. Um, Always sticking her warm little nose into my pockets for sugar. Uh, where is she now, mister? Where is she? Well, she grew up to be a beautiful deer, sis. A doe. And I sure miss her. 
It's a great feeling to have a little dough in your pocket, especially the night after Christmas. I heard him exclaim and he drove on a side.
Merry Christmas, everybody. We're here. Patricia and I are going to take it the rest of the way. And we need your call. 714-545-2071. Merry Christmas, Patricia. Merry Christmas, Walden. I sound like I'm gurgling again. Uh-huh. Okay, over there? Yep. A, a little gurgle. Isn't that weird? And I even went to my room. You sent me to my room. Show me the way to go home. I don't know. This is really peculiar. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Shut off. <laughs> Yesterday, USA. <laughs> um, and see if that... It stopped, didn't it? Uh-huh. I'm listening to the radio. Oh, well. Well, I guess I can't listen to the radio. I think you better. You never know. Hi, everybody. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. This week... Surprise, surprise, we've got a Christmas theme. Yay! Traditional holiday foods. Now, now who's I growing can, up? Now, I can tell the stories. It's oh, too good here we go. stories. Then I'll go get a snack, and I'll sit back and relax. It's a story that happened this week. This week? This week. Oh, my. Okay. Traditionally, for the last umpteen, 20 years, we generally have honey-baked ham Christmas Eve. Mom and I are going to go to church um, Christmas Eve at 3 o'clock, be home, have Christmas dinner, then I'll be with Patricia the rest of the way. So, Dad asked Mom on Monday, what are you going to have Christmas Eve? She said, soup. <laughs> that is not him. <laughs> what are you going to have Christmas Day? I'm gonna fix a chicken with a cranberry sauce pour on it. Okay. Dad's pies. Dad said, I'm gonna go to, we're gonna go to Costco and I want a prime rib. <laughs> 